Welcome to the Spiritual and Successful Podcast featuring me, Eloise Burton, and my co-host Claire Butcher. Sit back, relax, and let's talk all about the woo. So this episode, we thought we'd introduce a bit more about ourselves and our spiritual journeys um, with ourselves and also our businesses. So Claire, let's mm. start with you. <laughs> when, did you when did you know that you were spiritual? Well, I'm still deciding if I am in some oh, ways, okay. I have to say. Um, I think it's been, it's been an ongoing journey all my life because... Um, I think most people can attest to this. Things happen that are kind of weird, right? Mm. And you're like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's just a coincidence and that's just this and that's just this and what have you. And then the culmination of it and the and the consistency of it start you thinking, is it? <laughs> is it? Um, and I think I've always had, I think I, I was brought up Christian mm. and I was very religious mm-hmm. and I read the Bible every single night, not the whole Bible, clearly. Um, I read a passage of the Bible every single night for many, many years as I was growing up. Um, and then um, there came a point where I thought there's more to it, okay? And this is not to diss any religion. Everybody's entitled to believe what they believe. But for me, there wasn't enough. Mm. Um, mm. I, didn't, I didn't think that explained things that happened to me and to people around me. And it didn't, it didn't make sense why I had... I have, I've got telepathy a lot with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have had it happen mm-hmm. between us, haven't we? Yeah. Um, but I had a particular close friend who we were so ridiculously telepathic that we would ring each other and we would both get the engaged tone. And you can only do that if you absolutely ring each other at the same mm. moment. Um, and I would swear she told me something and she hadn't, but she had. Yeah. But she hadn't verbally told. And it was very strange. We were in tune the whole time. And every time I thought of her, she was thinking of me. And we tested the theory a bit because we realised this was happening. And I said, well, every time you think me, just send me a quick text. And I would take a note of, and it was absolutely on the money. And it was like, okay, telepathy is real. So to me, that's quite spiritual, mm. but that sort of fall, falls down that line. Mm. Um, I have quite deep beliefs and have experienced, because of my hypnotherapy, I've experienced past lives. I've done past lives for other people. Um, and for me, that you're really bordering on that belief system at that point, aren't you? Mm, you're really definitely. engaging with that at that point. So I would say I properly harnessed and appreciated it and enjoyed it, I would say about six years ago when I trained as hypnotherapist mm. and I started getting really interested in the past life stuff and the reasons behind why we are what we are and how things happen. And I've got a friend who's um, channels and it only ever channels with me and he's communicated with people that I've lost mm. and passed on messages that, it's just mm. not on purpose. Yeah. But he just gets taken over. Sounds a bit too much, but he suddenly gets this urge to tell me something and it's always yeah. really, really realistic. Yeah. Um, and it's just bizarre. And then a few people who've passed, I've seen the butterflies and the feathers and things like that. And then one point a friend came over who we'd lost the same friend and she came over. It was her birthday. And um, I said, oh, have you noticed the white feathers? And she said, no. And we left the house and there was a white feather on the bonnet of her car. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, there you go. And it's just things like that. And I, I'm never surprised by things like that anymore. I just really love it. Yeah. And the more I love it, the more it happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for true. me, and I am also find myself drawn to people like you who mm. get this. And I don't feel stupid saying this stuff because you're like, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, you're weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice to be around people that you can have these honest conversations say oh this happened to me today not in an ironic or in a attention-seeking way but in a 
isn't that interesting mm. way and somebody go oh that's lovely and do, what do you think it means and you can actually discuss it and you don't yeah. feel stupid yeah um and the universe brings you everything you ask for it and we does. know this right yeah you know, it really does yeah. it really does you know this and the manifesting bit i think i told you this story didn't i about when i was in new zealand um so i i have issues with um eating meat to a certain mm-hmm. extent okay um you're vegan yourself mm-hmm. so you understand this a bit uh, we stayed in various places when we were traveling and we stayed on this deer farm <laughs> and i was like i was so um traumatized by the hypocrisy of these people because they they were breeding these deer for the meat and then they would adopt one of them as their pet mm-hmm. once a year but they'd slaughter the whole family, but mm-hmm. they'd keep this one as a pet. And I just, I really felt very challenged by the way they thought. And they were doting over this little baby deer that they were looking after. And, and I thought, you, uh, what about his mum? Oh, well, mm. we killed that and had it for dinner. And mm. to me, I was like, oh my God, I can't cope with this. So I remember sort of cutting the conversation a bit short and saying, oh, we've got to go into town because I was about to say something I shouldn't. And we left. And as I was driving down their ranch-like track, I said out loud, if I could, I'd put a hole in the fence and let you all escape. And the minute it came out of my mouth, I swear, this this car came screaming around the corner out of control and went straight through the fence. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. And being a funny person, I instantly said, and I won a million pounds. It didn't, it didn't work, <laughs> but I tried my best. But I was really freaked out by this. Yeah. But actually, over time, that power of manifestation, and you said to me before how fast a manifestor I am, mm. because I completely believe in it, it happens. Yeah. Because I'm a romantic, it happens straight yeah. away. And whenever I really wholeheartedly, and I don't question, that's when I get into trouble. Yes, when you start asking when I start going, how. It's not really going to happen, though, is yeah. it? I can't really ask for this. But if I ask for it wholeheartedly, yeah. it will happen. Yeah. And it's the most bizarre thing. And I think that one was the... And Steve, my husband at the time, mm. I, just looked at me and went, what did you do? And I'm guessing he doesn't believe in this type of thing. No, but I think that shook him a little yeah. bit. Because, like, that doesn't happen, right? No. I mean, literally, <laughs> it came out of my mouth and the car went straight through the fence. Yeah. And, and, and the deer, by the way, FYI, just stood there looking at this hole in the fence. <laughs> <laughs> didn't escape. They didn't do anything. They just stood there yeah. looking at it. It was like, oh. <laughs> I was thinking, I didn't think this through. But I think because that one worked so well, because I was so passionate and so... So I have to bring passion yeah. into my spell casting or my manifestation mm. because I have to... I can't just willy-nilly go, I want a million pounds. That's not going to work, okay? No. But if I go, I really want this or I really want so-and-so to phone me, they will call me. And that's because that intention is more important than and any pure. of the other practices. And it's really yeah. pure, isn't it? Yeah. It's a pure intention as yeah. opposed to a, a fake. You, know, yeah. you haven't forced it. You haven't... The other one, I just... I'm sorry, I'm taking over. No, it's fine. But the other one was my... Um, I worked with the most amazing boss many, many years, for many, many years. And he, I, I attribute a lot of my success to him because mm. he believed in me when I didn't. Yeah. Um, and he was a fantastic guy and I absolutely adore him. And I, uh, if he ever listens to this, I'd be delighted. Andy, hi. So he is a superstar, right? And he... When I was made redundant um, because the business was uh, um, taken over by another company and he went his own way because he had made his money and he was quite happy and he went and lived in Spain with his wife... He bought me this really beautiful silver watch mm. as a goodbye and shipped me for a glorious dinner in Winchester in a limo. And it was all very yeah. special, you know. Oh, I felt like the million dollar queen. Um, and it was really interesting. We lost touch because it just happens. And then um, I found his watch in my jewellery cupboard. Mm. And I thought, oh, oh, I forgot about I had that. I'm going to go and get the battery done because obviously it had run. So I was living in Christchurch and I, put, I got my battery done. And the next day I had a message from him on LinkedIn saying, how are you? Yeah. 
Yeah. How did that yeah. happen? Honest to goodness. Yeah. I was obviously thinking about him a bit more than I would have normally yeah. because of that. And he just reached out. Yeah. I hadn't put anything anywhere. Yeah. And it's like, what? It's because your intention was pure. There was no... There was no... There was no desperation. Nothing around there it. was no, no. selfishness you about it. You just thought and surrendered. I did. Um, yeah. I did. And it was... And I just thought, what... Yeah. And, and so I guess all of that evidence, if you think about all of that evidence over the years, how can you not be? How can you not pay attention to something bigger than you yeah. when stuff like that is going on? I don't know how. I don't know how people can be like, like, like blinkered to this stuff when Mark, you see it. Mark has this thing, it's just a coincidence. That's what he says, it's just a coincidence. All right. And I say to him, there's an awful lot of coincidences, aren't there? <laughs> right, right, right. There are an awful lot of coincidences. Do you think that's to do with somebody's potential? I'm not saying Mark, but people sometimes are a bit insecure, aren't they? They don't, they're a bit frightened about what they Very can frightened, yeah. very frightened. I mean, if we can manifest holes in fences and people <laughs> calling us, there's actually... No, there's there's no limit on there's that. No is limit. there? No, you know, no. no. And, and as I long think, as we're good people, then that's yeah. good news. The bad people, not so much, right? Exactly. <laughs> but it is about pure purity of intention, and it mm. works in business. It works in money. It's about it's that getting out of the way of ourselves. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned there, like when you start thinking, how did I do that? You as soon as you say it. how, you really do. You are mm. creating doubt mm. because then you're thinking about the stuff that could go wrong that will stop it happening, right. and you're manifesting that. Exactly. That's the stupid. Exactly. It's like when you go into a if you go into a busy shopping centre and you're like, oh, um, I hope I get a car parking space. If you stop at that thought, you'll get one. Right? Yeah. If you go and go, I probably won't know because it's rush hour and it's really busy, and of course this kids yeah. are off. Oh, guess what? There's totally. no parking space. Totally. But if you stop the thought and go and just keep that one, I hope I get a parking space or I yeah. will get a parking space, there'll be one right by the door. It I, happens every time. It's I employ my parking angel and yeah. Mark still doesn't believe it. It works every time Mark still doesn't believe it. I'm like, if I do it with like a 30 second or more like he- headroom for it, a, a space will appear in a jam-packed car park or yeah. outside the front door of where it is we're going. <laughs> but it's still a coincidence. <laughs> oh, bless. So what about you? I mean, when did you realise? Because <laughs> I know some of those answers. <laughs> yeah, so I realised... I don't. I didn't know I was spiritual, but I remember walking home from school. I was five years old, walking home on my own, because in those days we walked home from school on our own. And it was sunny. I remember where I was. And I just knew I could fly. But it wasn't like flying like a bird. I just knew I could fly. And I couldn't work it out. I remember trying to jump and thinking that was it. And <laughs> anyone who saw me must have thought, that's a strange little girl. Um, but I knew I could fly. I, I just knew I could. I knew I could travel in a different way. And um, I just loved being in nature. I loved picking up twigs, picking up stones. I think... Many of us like pick up shells. It's yeah. a very, it's a very. I find it very spiritual because we're, we're really paying attention to it, and that's for me what spirituality is about. It's about paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, later on in my teens, my foster mother was a witch, mm-hmm. and she used to make me when I got in from college and school. She would make me sit and look at a tarot card and ask me to tell her what it meant. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like a load of coins on a card. And she stuck with it. And she taught me a lot, actually, without teaching me a lot. She taught me to tap into my intuition. And um, 
Then I became criticised by my own parents, who I didn't see very much of, but I, you know, they'd joke, they'd joke that I was a witch and, you know, it was just a joke to them. And that made me feel really like I was doing something bad, mm -hmm. something occultish, which I now know isn't actually bad in itself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just associated with bad people sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, my first husband was not open to anything like mm -hmm. that at all. So he jumped on that bandwagon as well. And I stuffed it down. I really stuffed it down. You were almost ashamed of it, weren't you? I was totally ashamed of it. I hid it and it hurt me. Hiding mm. it hurt me. Hiding it caused so many mental health issues for me. It caused um, what felt like rocks in my throat all the time. Like the mm. heaviness, the weight of it. And sometimes I couldn't swallow because those rocks, and they're obviously not rocks there, but the feeling... Mm -hmm. And then when I left my second husband, I knew, I knew that I had to return to myself and I didn't know what that was. Mm. And so since then, and that actually wasn't that long ago, I suppose it is now, it's about nine years. Mm -hmm. um, I started the journey back and it started accidentally with dream work um, and Reiki, I love Reiki, Reiki helped me heal a lot of the abuse um crystals of course the gateway drug oh, crystals are my thing for a long yeah. time yeah I crystals, love crystals and um essential oils mm -hmm. um what was really sad was i'd had my tarot deck from being in with my foster mother i'd had it right up until the last six months of my second marriage and i threw it away at that point oh. and i didn't know that i would ever go back to it and then so it's taken me a few years to get back to my tarot cards and what have you but i love cards i love essential oils spell work i find spell work really helps for me i've got adhd so sometimes my intention is not pure and the spell work actually helps me purify it because it's a focus for mm -hmm. my attention mm -hmm. So rather than thinking about a million and one things whilst I'm trying to manifest, some spell work really helps. That's why I find um, the magic checks, they're basically a spell. Yeah, because it's very focused. Very isn't it? focused. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot for my body to do mm -hmm. and a lot for my brain to think about, but it makes the intention very pure. So, yeah, I mean, that's how I've got. And what I found actually was when I started opening up again, it just flooded back and it was a little bit overwhelming mm -hmm. I'll be honest mm -hmm. um I wasn't sure I didn't know I didn't know that I could ask it to go away when I say mm -hmm. it I mean like the signs the the noise that I sometimes get shoved mm -hmm. like so I think the universe was saying or or spirit or pay whatever. up pay attention wake like, up come on yeah. <laughs> hello we're talking to you <laughs> you know um I I often hear my foster mother who passed away a long time ago i hear her screaming my name like not like in a bad way but just getting your like attention. yelling my name like come on pay attention mm -hmm. um my intuition is on point now and it's taken me a long time so i think we often think our intuition is our gut feeling but what we have to be aware of is that our ego often overlays our intuition. Mm -hmm. And our intuition is based on the past. Mm -hmm. The intuition we want to tap into is our higher self. Mm -hmm. um, so understanding that separation between the ego and the higher self has been really, really powerful for me. Mm -hmm. But honestly, this return to spirituality, I've doubted it. I've doubted it almost every step of the way um, until... 
the last few years when my manifestation abilities started really being honed, really being reliable. And the more I do it, the better I get at it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's a very, very powerful thing. And I, I use it. And my coach often likes me to be organised and plan for the rest of the year or the next quarter. And um, I think he'd like me to write it in a spreadsheet or a report. <laughs> so I get my tarot cards out and some post-its and a marker and I literally plan my business the next 12 months of my business using tarot cards and post-its and it's really helped me tap into that and since I've been doing that your business is flying business is just Mm -hmm. and you're in the right place you're in the right you've got the right audience you've got the right people yeah so you know that business is going to continue to fly because you're you're yeah. manifesting all the right tools around you, whether that be through the people yeah. you meet or through the things you're doing, right? And it's really interesting because um, people often don't know this about me, but my background is in high-level quality assurance. Mm. And so that had always always caused me some challenges because I knew I was doing it with my intuition because when people said to me, how do you? how are you so accurate? How can you pick these things up? before you've even seen things. And I knew there was some sort of magic going on, mm-hmm. but you can't explain that. So I'd just say, well, it's just intuition, it's just gut feel, you can't train it really, it's just practice. But now I know it wasn't. Now I know I was getting directed mm-hmm. to do that sort of thing. And I felt for the longest time that I couldn't be magical and logical. Mm-hmm. But what I've realised is the magic part of me makes my logic so powerful mm-hmm. and the logic brings people in so they can experience the magic as well and that balance between this world and that world mm-hmm. is the perfect sweet spot yeah i mean me. people seem to think don't they that you you've got to be one or the other if you're spiritual you must be woo woo you can't yeah. possibly have a grown-up job and behave practically no. and all that good no. stuff if you're woo woo you must be floaty and what have yeah. you yeah um, and I think the hypnotherapy world certainly has mm. that connotation. People are like, oh, God, hypnotherapy's like a hippie. Yeah. And I'm not a hippie <laughs> no. at all. No, um, you're definitely not. However, I'm super tapped into all of that. And, and yeah. I am really supportive when people do want to go on a spiritual journey and they yeah. do want to experience a past life or they do want to, or mm. sometimes they drop into a past life when I'm doing regression with them, they drop in. And I always panic about that because yeah. you think what's this person's religious beliefs? Because when we come out of this, are they going to be freaked out? Are they going to be questioning their entire belief system? What have I done? Yeah. Um, But what's interesting is, is that that doesn't happen to seriously religious. They don't drop into past lives. Spiritual people and open-minded people, and again, I'm not dissing religion, I'm just saying, if you haven't got this dead set fixation that there's only one size fits all, and whatever religion that may be, then you have that open-minded approach and if something happens you're not you're going to allow it to go you're going to go with it and it's going to happen to you and I think Um, actually a lot of spiritual people I know I did when I was I remember when I was seven I sang in a choir in the church and I used to go to church like I wanted more I've wanted my family were not religious but I needed there to be something more. Mm-hmm. And so every Sunday I'd take myself off. Sunday Saturdays school. for wedding. Sunday school. <laughs> I'd take myself off and sometimes my sister would come. Other times I'd go on my own. My parents didn't go to church, but I needed more. And do you know what? I have tried several times in my life to become a Christian, mm-hmm. with inverted commas there. But actually what I've realised is 
I do believe, I do believe, and the stories of the Bible are fascinating. The Old Testament, I absolutely love. The Torah, Mm. I think it's called. All of these stories are true. If you look at them with a spiritual angle, you Mm -hmm. can see the different meanings, the different morals, the different... The teachings. The teachings. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. recently I've picked up The Course in Miracles, which... If you haven't heard of, it is it is like a channeled book which reinterprets everything that has been given in religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mind-blowing. And mm-hmm. the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, that's what I thought it was. That's, that's how I interpreted <laughs> mm-hmm. that story. And um, so that course in miracles is really helping me to understand why I was so drawn to religion. It wasn't so much religion that I wanted, it was the belief in a bigger thing. Belief in something bigger and I think all religions offer that. Yeah, absolutely. And there's nothing there's no right or wrong. No. You know, anybody's spirituality we're not saying because we're spiritual, everyone has to be spiritual. No, no. But what we are saying is spirituality is part of us and, yeah. and we use it yeah. to support our lifestyle and the people around us and to bind us together mm. because, you know, having that a spiritual playground yes you know to hang out in um is such a welcome space when everything is so black and white mm. when the mm. whole life you know you've got to pay your bills and you've got to do this you've got to do this that ability to just play and yes. play with power and play with interpretation and play with joy yes only comes when you open your mind and you allow these things to be noticed and you allow people to guide you yeah. you know I find people I mean I've well, I've guided you you've guided mm. me you know we we have a very uh, balanced relationship in that mm. way I feel because um, but sometimes you don't you meet people that you are the guide for and yeah. that you don't get much back from them but that's okay because that's your role isn't and that it? yeah and that's where they are and you have to meet people where they are I mean yeah. I remember a hypnotherapy session that I had with you it was in my office and um, I don't recall much of it and um I remember, I remember, I, I, what I can remember is I went back to a past life mm-hmm. and you were, when I came out of it, you were like, that book moved. Yes. And it was the book, black book with silver writing, the witch by Lisa, witch by Lisa Lister, not the witch, witch by Lisa Lister. Yeah. And, um, it I kind of, goosebumps yeah, you're talking about. it kind of made sense, but I still couldn't see it. I, you, you know, it would, I couldn't see it. I know, and I was—I uh, think I waited for about a week. Yeah, I think to you try told and me help after, you. Yeah, 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 to try and help you to get there, and you yeah. didn't. And in the end, you said, "Claire, just tell me." And I said, "And then it was so bloody it, obvious, was, wasn't it?" You were a witch. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Well, that's why. That's why. But, it's, but didn't that release you? Didn't that help you to yeah. sort of recognise that? Yeah. Okay, and that's one of the reasons why you had to squash it so much in this life because you yeah. were penalised for it in that one. Exactly, and you know, I do remember, but even before that. Um, I said something to you and you looked at me and you went, you're such a witch. And that was the first time I'd ever felt that as a compliment. Uh-huh. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a witch or you're a light worker like or whatever. No, no, no. Like, I was, was like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I am and I'm proud of that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't call myself a light worker, even though I do work with light. I call myself a witch because I'm into all the, yeah. I'm into all the earthy stuff. I love yeah. earth magic. I think that's why I love money because it's, here on earth and I think like witches um wise women that it's all about working with the tools that they have Mm. and here on this plane in this dimension 
we have so many beautiful tools mm. that other people don't see. I mean, things that make me giggle are like herbal teas. They're not considered spiritual things, but they are things that if you went to the hedge witch in medieval times and said, oh, my digestion's not very good, <laughs> she'd go, have some peppermint and fennel. Yes. You know, these are things, this is like, this is, this magic is... It's been with us all this time, and, yeah. and people are like, oh, you know, I didn't know men did mm-hmm. that. Well, like, wise women have known that for centuries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool. it's got that, um, it's just got a little bit of a connotation, hasn't it? Because it's got a bit of a, oh, a bit of a woo-woo and a bit of a, you know, and, and but the yeah. reality is like exactly what you said. You know, magic has been around. Yeah. You know, the magic of people and humanity and nature, you yeah. know. If I'm going to associate with religion, it will be a, p- a paganism mm. more than anything else because mm. the, their only rule is do no harm. What's mm-hmm. wrong with that? What mm-hmm. a brilliant rule. Yeah. Um, and they they notice the seasons. They notice mm. the changes. They notice the earth. They notice the trees. They notice the yeah. skies. And how can you not notice that? How can... I mean, I do know people who I am gradually extracting from my life <laughs> who can walk around a beautiful place and not, not see, see it. it. Yes. And not yeah. have any feeling about it. Yeah, I mean, how can you not stand at the edge of a sea and not and rock and not rock with the waves? Yeah, I cannot feel the energy. I cannot yeah. not. I am, you know, if, and those spiritual encounters I've had with animals, you know, mm. and dolphins. Oh, and, yeah. And I've, yeah. I've asked whales to come up, and they've come. Yes. And and yeah. you know, how can that be? If that's if you're not part of that big picture, how mm. can you have that connection? Yeah. With these creatures that apparently are nothing to do with us and people yeah. people treat these creatures like they're nothing to do with us and yeah, and they absolutely they are, are they're yeah. part of us that we're all the same yeah and, and i was just thinking then when you were saying that how mark would say that's just a coincidence but to be fair to him he knows if i'm feeling down he needs to suggest something like a walk at the sea or a walk down the river mm-hmm. he water, knows that yeah. water yeah I'm water. is what i need mm-hmm. whereas actually i don't have a lot of water in my I don't have a lot of water in my chart. Um, I'm all air, but mm-hmm. actually, what I need when I'm when I'm too far up in my air is water <laughs> to mm, bring me down, to ground you down, and ground me, and mm-hmm. like really connect. But yeah, it's it's fascinating, isn't it? I love, I love. Do you know what I love about spirituality is that you can you can take whatever you want to take from religion, from books from you know even grimoires you can take what you want you can love crystals or not have crystals at all Mm -hmm. you you don't have to commit to one specific way of being no like it's an evolution like life and i love what it's done for my business and i love i love the way the the way that i mean i've a lot of the stuff that i do with money alchemy is channeled Mm -hmm. i I've just come to a few moments after I've finished writing and it's like, where did that come from? And I love that that comes through me. Mm -hmm. And learning to trust that's been the hardest thing. Yeah, yeah. And also also people being receptive, Mm. okay? So, Mm. you know, talking about 20 years ago, you'd have struggled, really struggled. Oh, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and I did, you know. Because 20 years ago, you know, this this would have been so poo-pooed. I mean, 20 years ago, you know, we were all told as girls that we'll be secretaries if we're lucky. Yes. So even thinking about owning our own business that time ago would have been highly unlikely. Yeah. um, Which is one of the reasons why I had such an issue with my family, because they never figured I would aspire to much at all. Mm. Um, 
and I'm not sure if I have, but I feel like I have, and I'm I'm still going. So yeah. um I find it fascinating that that the more you embrace the new and the, and the wonderful and the spectacular, and the more you feel passion, the yeah. more passion finds you. Absolutely. And I always I always say to Mark that when I open the door and let this all back in, I've probably got crazier than I've ever been, <laughs> but I've never felt more sane at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much comfort in knowing if I'm stuck, I can just ask an angel to send me a message. Mm -hmm. I don't even know my angels' names, bless them. I don't think they even want to have names when they talk to me. (laughs) But I know that something somewhere, be it an angel, be it spirit, be it the universe, something somewhere will give me what I need relatively quickly as well, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so long as I'm clear. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that... And as long as you're paying attention to the answer. Exactly. That's the other thing. Oftentimes we ask... And we don't pay attention. We ask and we think that's enough. Okay, it's like it's like your work, though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah? Yes. We think that if we make a if we make a little altar for ourselves and look at it occasionally, you're going to be a millionaire. That's going to work. You're going to be a millionaire, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we get caught up in life, and mm. we go, okay, well, they're, they're high altar, right? Moving on, mm. and you think, okay, I'm done. I've done the work. No, mm. no. And like you, you know, all your teachings, and we've done some podcasting on this stuff mm. as well, all your teachings, you know, this this needs to be a priority. You know, you need yeah. to give it time and attention. Yeah. And everything that you need, you, do, you need to give time and attention. And if all you're doing is give time and attention to the bad stuff, you'll get more of yeah. that. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what I think spirituality can give you. I mean, one of my favourite practices is a ritual bath. I mean, it's a pain in the backside because you have to clean the bath out afterwards. But herbs and flower petals and oils and salts and crystals in my bath just makes me feel wonderful. Mm-hmm, what, mm-hmm. what would you say your favourite practice is? Definitely not baths. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too bored. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I love a bath. I, um, no, I can't be bothered. Um, I would say, I think my crystals are mm. still, you know, I mean, I've been... I think that I probably underestimated how far back my spirituality goes, actually, mm, because I mm. think I've been doing crystals for longer than I They are a gateway drug. Necessarily, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I found myself one of these people that was a carrier, and I would be drawn to people that needed those crystals. And the crystal mm. would, like, almost jump out of my bag, mm-hmm. and I'd have to give it away. Yeah. Um, and there was a particular person I've had in my life for 20-plus years now, amazing guy, um, I do a lot of work with him on the hypnotherapy front as well, and um, he was definitely not into this stuff mm. actually he's the same I talked about with the channeling mm. um, he was definitely not into any of that stuff and then um, <clears throat> we were working together in some Surrey somewhere and we went into this crystal shop and I've always had a problem with tiger's eye and tiger's mm. eye hates I remember me, you telling me yeah. <clears throat> I go anywhere in a tiger's eye and I literally my I, it's better than it was I mm. used to literally my whole body would like oh, seize up and I couldn't cope and I walked in the shop and oh, there's tiger's eye. But he was drawn to the tiger's eye. Mm. And so he bought a piece of tiger's eye because I said, well, if you feel like you need it, and he said, I feel like I need it. And mm-hmm. I said, we'll have it. And he said, I've never felt like this about bleeding stone before. And I said, <laughs> well, have the rock. Yeah. Anyway, um, and things in his life at that point had been quite challenging and he'd got a block. <clears throat> and this tiger's eye unblocked it. Very and then powerful. about a week later, he said to me, I've lost it. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? I said, oh, we need to go into that shop again. I said, no, you don't. And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, well, you don't, if it's gone, you don't need it anymore. It's done the work. And he went, no, no, I'm panicking. I said, no, it will come back if you ever need it. You yeah. don't need it anymore. It's gone. Now, I don't know why I knew that. Yeah, <laughs> right. I have never had teaching. Yeah. I didn't know this stuff. I don't yeah. know why I knew that. And then another time, similar time frame, <clears throat> excuse me, there was um my friend's little girl was getting bullied. She's mm. only 
eight or nine I think and she was getting really badly bullied at school and she was really upset that morning the, the mum and she was talking to me and um and she said that she tried to hurt herself she'd mm. cut herself with a razor blade luckily it was one of these big ones so mm. she didn't do much damage mm. but she did yeah, hurt she, herself yeah. and this is really really sad for a nine and um and instantly my bag moved and I was like ah oh. and I had my rose quartz mm. a big chunk of rose yeah. quartz and I was like okay and I took it and again I've never had any learning I have no idea yeah. what I'm doing and something inside me decided right take this out onto the balcony I was at a marina at the time onto a piece of tissue talk to this piece of crystal mm. and give it to her to give to her daughter um I'm not going to say names but let's call her Jane <clears throat> and um I put it I put this um crystal and I, I put it on the tissue and I stopped touching it and I said look I've really loved having you but you've got to go now to another mm. little girl she really needs to feel confident in herself and to love herself and be okay mm. and I wrapped it up and I passed it on to my friend and I said give it to Jane when you go home and um just let her have it and she was like right thinking I was insane <laughs> and she said to me the next day she said oh it's very strange she said I gave it to her and she went in the garden and she sat with it for about two hours and she cried and she shouted and she screamed and she cried and she laughed and she said and I watched her out the window and thought is she okay is she okay mm. anyway she said nothing yeah I thought it was all fine and, and she just went to bed with it under a pillow and all this kind of stuff anyway all the bullying stopped okay so that, I'm not saying that Crystal that possibly also the school took some responsibility I don't know but anyway she was much better and then I said to my friend I said how's Jane doing and she goes well she said it's the weirdest thing bear in mind this is a nine-year-old she said I heard her talking to a little friend the other day and she said oh this is my pink stone Mm. and she said it makes me feel confident and to love myself Mm. and to feel okay and it was word for word what you'd said what I had said Mm. and I went gee uh okay and I was just like whoa uh I hadn't that even (laughs) and I was just like Wow. And to me, I was like, no one's ever told me how to behave and how to do this. So how how did that happen? Because, how do I know? Because you already you always knew. Like yeah. this is this is a remembering. This is a reconnection. I've gone all goosebumps. Now. I know I have covered it. I always talk about it's like for for the longest time we have had to not know this stuff because it's been safer for us to not know it. It's been safer for women to hide their power, mm-hmm. their magic. That's it's been safer for them to hide that rather mm. than demonstrate it, and so that's why when you when you come, I think when you return to spirituality or you find your spirituality, it never feels new. It's like I was so shocked. I feel like I how it's how did remembering, I know that? yeah, because yeah. you remembered and exactly because our souls, you know. I don't know what happens to ourselves. I like to think my soul is in a skin suit and it will go and do something else. Maybe it will do it here. Maybe it will do it somewhere else. But it is a remembering of our connection to the source, whatever that is. And that's that's why it never feels new. No. That's why it's like, oh, where did that come from? And I felt full confidence that, that yeah. I was I was advising these people yeah. correctly on how to use these crystals. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm saying here. Yeah. I have I you know, what if I hurt someone? Why would you hurt somebody? Don't yeah. be ridiculous. Yeah. And the thing I said to my friend at the time, she said she was like, Really? Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, Look, it's a pretty pink rock. Yeah. She's gonna love it. She's gonna love it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But it changed her life. Exactly. And it changed her my friend's life because mm. she was like, Whoa. Yeah. Changed my life because I was like, Whoa. Yeah, you could then trust yourself. <laughs> and then I Trust, yeah and then I was able yeah. to trust myself a lot more and I was able to give 
crystal healing to my son I was mm. able to and my son's really into crystals now mm. um he loves his crystals he likes he likes obsidian mm. um and he likes the ancient he much prefers the ancient yes. so there's a place we go to in Derbyshire and it's this wonderful little crystal shop and the guy's very spiritual really interesting mm. um and we were in there and every time we go up to Derbyshire which is quite often because my aunt lives up there and we go in that shop and we we buy a collection of few the things that call to us and yeah and George goes around and he puts his hand out over yeah. the crystal and he knows which one's calling to him and then we find out more about it and why that would be and things yeah. like that and you know it's what's wrong with it no there's nothing wrong nothing. with that it's not it's not an expensive hobby no nope. it's not hurting anybody it's not you know it doesn't have to be public knowledge no. it can be private mm. um and if if it helps bring peace then to a young exactly. person why would an older yeah. why would you not why would you not yeah. allow that i mean i'm never going to tell george to to no. stay away from anything no. he wants to believe in because what does that how does it hurt him to have that yeah. link i think it's just i think it's amazing and you know what i think if you you know magic is all around us it's not what we think it is though magic is the stuff that we can't explain and even the stuff that we can explain i remember driving back um with mark and there was a beautiful rainbow and i was like that's so magical isn't it and he said i think you'll find it's science and i was like does that <laughs> does that mean it's not magical then think about it and he's yeah. like oh actually no you're right just because it can be explained doesn't mean it's not doesn't magical. make it less wonderful and just because it can't be explained doesn't mean it doesn't exist like yeah there's so much that scientists can't explain yeah um, they know telepathy is a real thing yeah uh nikola tesla was fascinated by crystals he felt that they were actually still growing even though they'd come out of the ground and that if we lived for millions of years we'd see them grow and mm. evolve mm-hmm. um i drained a crystal once because i was going yes, through so much you can, trauma you can yeah. you I can literally really... i said to, this was really earlier on actually um when i first experienced crystals my friends um i was going through a split up with my first husband mm. and he had really stitched me up financially mm. <laughs> Um, and I went to them and, and, and my friend Mark gave me this crystal to hold and I literally held it. The minute I held it, I wanted to get everything out and I just talked for about an hour mm. and a half and mm-hmm. like yelled and screamed and cried and shouted and laughed and everything you could possibly do. And then I opened my hand and this rose quartz was see-through. Yeah. And I went, <gasps> and I remember going to Mark, I've broke your crystal. <laughs> and he was just like, no, no, it'll be fine. And he said, we'll put it out under the moonlight, it'll be fine. And yeah. I just remember thinking at the time, you weirdo. But I remember looking at this crystal going, how yeah. has I possibly taken the colour out of a piece of stone? It yeah. is not possible but boy did i feel better yeah and it is possible and, <laughs> and it's like wow yeah, and you can do lots of things to revive crystals like putting it out in the moon even the sun and also burying them for a, for a month or two mm. that can often really help yeah i probably lose mine if i did that. i know you got little markers. <laughs> little markers all the cats in the neighborhood all steal my crystals little monkeys i'm hoping to do a podcast episode all about um crystals with my other friend claire oh, um she has a crystal business and she's amazing Amazing. So we're going to focus on uh, crystals for business and manifestation oh, and money and that type of thing. Oh, wow. So I think what we'll do, I've loved this chat. Yeah, I, I know, really enjoyed right? it. It's like coffee with Claire and Eloise. Maybe we <laughs> should do this as like a regular spot, have a coffee style. Just a complete open, yeah. no plan chat. <laughs> yeah, let us know what you think if you're listening. Did you like coffee with Claire and Eloise? <laughs> but um, thank you so much for listening and do send in your spiritual journey. I'd love to know. Send, send, send your stories in on the email we'd love to know that yeah yeah nice be really cool so yeah and keep seeing the magic keep seeing the magic (laughs) 
You've been listening to the Spiritual and Successful Podcast with me, Eloise Burton, and my co-host, Claire Butcher. For more information and resources mentioned in the episode, go to www.fearlesslyfeminine.me forward slash podcast.